Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Halo, halo, everybody, and welcome on back to another episode of the Sacred Icon Podcast, where we talk all things Halo and so much more. You guys gave us a ton of positive feedback from last week's episode, so Brian said to me, why not get a round two going? I was like, you know what, let's do it. So here we are. I'm Joshy. He's Brian. We're going to get right into it because we have our buddy, Halo guy back for round two to talk some more Halo lore. Welcome back, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me back. Yeah, we got 76 emails that said, you know, I really enjoyed that episode with Halo guy. Um, I got a really good idea for your podcast going forward. Have Halo guy back on and then remove Brian and remove Josh. (laughs) I was like, well, then we're not even there. And he's like, exactly. No, I made all that up. Um, but uh, guys, we're going to touch on uh, one thing briefly, and then we're going to spend the rest of the episode talking about one specific lore aspect that's uh, interesting to us, and it's kind of something that comes up in the community often. Uh, first, we want to touch on our experiences with the kind of hot drop shadow or shadow drop release of uh, the custom games browser for Halo Infinite. Um, that was really cool. I just want to see what everyone's opinions are. Um, let's let's start with let's start with you, Halo guy. What you what do you think about it? Uh, have you used it much? What do you think? Yeah, so it took me like all day because, you know, after work and stuff like that to actually get on it. But all day while I was at work and looking at things, I kept seeing people online talking about how amazing it was and all these different things. Um, To be honest with you, like, I know a lot of people won't agree with this, but like to me, Halo Infinite's multiplayer feels complete. Like, I know there's stuff that's missing. Um, I know people are really big into infection and stuff like that. Like, I never really have been. Um. But hey, we got a customs game browser. We got Forge. Um, they're doing the XP beta, which to me is significantly better than than the other system that they had going. Um, mm. And it's just been awesome. I, I was playing Blood Gulch the other day uh, with some people. Nice, just nice. I, that's that's a classic to me. Like mm-hmm. back in the Halo CE LAN party days, I, I swear we would do like two or three hour. Um, capture the flag blood gulch runs and it would just take forever um but you know it's been it's been super super awesome i've I've really enjoyed it um and i think it's a a good sign of things to come um if they were able to drop this quicker than anticipated because i i kind of figured hey like once forge was out and campaign co-op was out i figured that was probably going to free up some studio space to at least start 
getting some some things dropping quicker and uh mm-hmm. it looks like that's the case and they said by the end of 2023 we should be good to go in the game but hopefully it'll be sooner than that man oh hey look guy you got me on a tangent already this is bad <laughs> this is bad news for trying to get through an episode so this is something that irks me beyond belief and you can't put it on twitter because it just everything is taken out of context but like Halo is a series that's been around for over 20 years, and so much has been added to it. I'm going to say this like it's a fact, and and it's going to probably irritate some people, but I'm just going to be bold about it. Just because a new Halo doesn't release with literally every single thing, minute thing, that was in a previous Halo at some point in history does not make it an incomplete game. That is such an asinine statement. I think it's ridiculous. Like, I understand, like, if the game didn't release with Forge... When it was promised, yeah, that's you know we can talk about that. That's 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 crappy. It sucked. We had to wait you know a year or whatever. But somebody will be like, I'll tell somebody. Actually, there was a it was earlier this week. I said, you know, how is Halo Infinite for you guys now that you got the custom games browser and Forge? What do you give it out of ten? And this guy goes, Well, since there's no playable elites, a two out of ten. <laughs> if playable elites are, are are added, it'll be an eleven out of ten. I'm like, do you understand how idiotic you sound? You're right still there? holding like, on to Del saying that. Yeah, you're being hyperbolic. And like, I, I I would also like people think I'm like being like a, a 343 apologist shill. I would love playable elites. I would love uh, assassinations. I would I would love more content, right? Like you cannot give me more content. I'm going to be upset. But I'm just saying the lack of assassinations, the lack of playable elites, the lack of a specific shoulder piece you wore two halos ago <laughs> does not mean the game is incomplete. Mm-hmm. Also, and this one's a little bit more, but like firefight, like I love firefight. I would love firefight to be there. I'm not going to say no to firefight, but like, I don't think you get to say Halo Infinite is an incomplete game because there's no firefight, especially when you get games like that release with just a simple campaign. Like let's say Doom Eternal, you know, campaign and a little multiplayer thing. That's kind of it. And to be fair, there's not a precedent with Doom to have all these features, but like they're shipping essentially three games or more every time. And and people just expect that every single thing will come over. I I think that's, I think it's ridiculous. And I agree with you. I think the game is complete now as it is. I do think that the the split screen being canceled was a straight up lie. I've said before. I know Josh is like, geez, here we go again. Oh, you got. I think split screen co op needs to be added because it's uh, it it was it was promised. But if it wasn't promised, what we have now, complete. I'm sorry. Uh, Josh, what's your thoughts on the custom no, games? Good, I didn't even talk about that. And we'll go back so like- I haven't had a chance. I haven't had a chance to check out the update and stuff. So I've been vicariously experiencing it through everyone in the Discord, you guys and stuff. Um, dude, it's just great to see. Um, definitely kind of like you said, Halo Guy, it's, I mean, it's kind of nice to see the state they must be in uh, if they're able to shadow drop something like this and, and have the reception go so well and um, have this so soon after just the, the winter update. We kind of thought that was it, and everyone was seen mostly content and happy with what was there and all the various videos of the Waffle Houses and stuff that we were seeing and the you know the, the Mario Worlds and all that type of stuff that we were seeing. Uh, everyone was happy with, and then that comes out, um, or this comes out, but uh, it makes me really happy, makes me really excited to dive back into it. I mean, even Master Chief Collection got, I think, um, didn't it get like the statue collectibles? In um, I think two yeah. and golden CE, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. and it's yeah. like, yeah, it's like, damn, that's cool too. So they, they delivered um, for Christmas season for sure. And, yeah, and I, I didn't even, I didn't even say as far as the custom games browser goes. Really, uh, a big surprise for me because anyone who listens to the podcast long enough knows I'm mostly story campaign guy. 
Um, when season two dropped and we got more maps and more multiplayer stuff, I didn't really care that much because I'm just more campaign lore type guy. But this thing, custom games browser, I was like, I want to check this out. And I sat down with the intention of playing like one map and I played for hours. Uh, I think I probably had more fun today or not today, but you know, this week mm-hmm. in the custom games browser slash the pit remake, which we need to talk about too. I think mm. I had more fun this week than I've ever had in Infinite's multiplayer because mm. I played Waffle House. I played honestly where I got the biggest grin on my face was Peach's Castle from Super Mario 64. <laughs> I was so happy. It was so much fun. Uh, I did the stupid game mode, which I actually think is awful, but it was so awful. I, I found it enjoyable because it was stupid. It was mm. like infection, but one person starts out in a Razorback. Everyone else is on foot at like 500% speed and you can't shoot your weapon. And the goal is for that one Razorback to hit people. And then when you die, you spawn with a Razorback. And then there's just this huge arena with Razorbacks and people running super fast. I was like, this is so stupid. I'm laughing. So I think customs game games browser is like my favorite multiplayer edition. I'll probably spend more time in this barring like a all night session with Josh and regular multiplayer. I'll probably spend more time in this than I will in regular multiplayer. Brian, you want to play regular multiplayer? (laughs) Sorry, Josh. (laughs) No. And then Josh would be like, but but Brian, if if we play, uh, if we play custom games browser for five hours, we don't get any XP towards our battle pass. And I'm like, I'm good with it. And you're like, (laughs) Brian, Brian. no, I I will say too, though. I will say too. It it is nice to see. And I, I agree. I agree with you again, Halo guy. I think like it, it, I, I don't look at it and feel like what like I, I don't look at any part of Halo Infinite and think there needs to be this, there needs to be that. To me, it's complete. Like I, you know what I mean? Like it's finally got Forge, it's finally got like a new season and stuff, and it's all turned out really well. So at this point, I'm like, cool. We crossed that threshold of like the game being quote unquote like finished, so to speak, in a way for me personally. Now it just feels like everything else is what I think we really all wanted to be at essentially in terms of seasons in terms of contents updates last year and we just recently crossed the one year mark of this game being out so i mean that's awesome to be at this point in a year i feel i know a lot of people on twitter would disagree probably everybody but i feel like this game has made a ton of progress um with all the shifts and changes and people going in and out that all the stuff that's just happened i mean it's they've done a great job yeah what do you think of the pit uh, remake, guys? You play, well, you probably didn't play that at all either, did you, Joe? Oh, oh no, sorry. No, I haven't. I was wondering. No, you're good, I, I, that was the first thing I actually did when the pit came out. I didn't jump into custom game browser or anything like that. I did the pit for, I don't know, I probably did at least 10 games or the Empyrean, whatever whatever they're calling it now. I, I just played it over and over and over again. I, I had a yep. blast. Yeah. It's good. great, dude. It's funny because I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter, Mint Blitz said like 16 or less hours before this dropped, uh, a shadow dropped, he was like, when 343 brings the pit, they need to make a playlist where all you play is the pit over and over again. And that but was the never best do thing it. they did. And then they did that yeah. literally out of nowhere. Really? Like, okay. Hours later, and he woke up, Mintblitz woke up and was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really do come when, true. Because the cool thing, thing, you're like, oh, I want to play the pit. And, you know, you have to play every other match to get there. Go ahead, Aileen. Oh, sorry. The cool thing about it, though, is just that, like, with the new way the XP is, where you can just play whatever mode you want. Like, I, I just got to play the pit over and over again, and I would still progress in the battle pass. So it yep. didn't affect anything. Oh, it, was, it was awesome. You got to play the way you wanted to play. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what's one last before we move into the the lore discussion? What's one thing you guys would like added or changed um, if they were to do? Obviously, it's a live service game. They're going to do many updates and seasons. But for me, for instance, uh, I think the UI could just use a whole overhaul, right? Because I remember when I played like Halo Three 
or Halo Reach, it, it, the UI was so well done and smooth and easy that I didn't even like recognize that it was UI. It just felt like part of my experience. And I, I there's some fumbling that goes on with Halo Infinite. Also, I'll agree this is not really a fair complaint, but I would I would really love a genuine animated loading screen because it feels really cheap the way there's just like artwork thrown in there between. I, you know, so I, I think a whole UI change kind of reminds me of like MCC. MCC's original UI to what they've changed it to has improved so much. I would love that. What's something you guys would like to see changed? You want to go first, Halo guy? Uh, playable elites. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right away. Right really? away. Um, if they can add a uh, Roland AI for multiplayer. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Hitting us again with that double kill. Uh, Halo guy's like, I really don't want to be on the show, but I don't have the heart to say <laughs> bring up Roland. Maybe they'll kick me off. <laughs> Dual uh, wielding. And a serious answer, I, I don't know. Honestly, I'm really easy to please. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what I would want added, to be honest with you. I, I'm having a lot of fun right now. So Me too, me too. Good good answer. What about you, Josh? Yeah, uh, I mean, grand scope of things, I, I would love to see Firefight someday just because I, yeah. I love how sad it is. This one in Halo 5, I just remember uh, looking back, it feels so satisfying between those two games to get headshots. Like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. I remember in Halo 5, it had like the X kind of thing. And just, I don't know, when I was going around exploring Zeta Halo and Infinite, it just felt so damn satisfying anytime I got headshots. And I'm thinking, like, if I can do that with four friends, just in going through the monotony of it that is essentially firefight and working together, like, that'll be fun. But if they don't do it, it's all good. Um, but and just in terms of just stuff that's probably more uh, possible and soon, uh, you know, I pretty much agree with what you said, Brian. It'd be nice to see some some tweaks to the UI, some yeah. some loading screen stuff. I, I don't need it. I mean, I'm I feel like I'm kind of easy to please too, but it's yeah. yeah, some little tweaks, some little cleanup. You know, just to kind of hit refresh on it, like I mean, basically give it a new profile picture. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, well, like just just think of the nostalgia that like the blue like bar or blue UNSC logo from Halo One or Three or Halo Two, the loading, just the nostalgia that brings, and it just felt you know it just felt so. The loading screens had a way of making you feel like you were part of the universe. Yeah. Where now it's like, oh, here's the artwork you released for season two that I have to stare at until the game loads. No, that's you know? true. I think that's probably the most like primary thing that they should change. I mean, I'm not in the loading screens too long, but you still are yeah. in a loading screen. And it would be nice. I mean, by all means, I mean, give me whatever you guys want, but I don't mind cycling through different. You have so many different uh legendary pictures of th- things that people recognize and, and, and that calls yeah. you know that they see and they think halo so like you could show yeah. us concept art you could show us stuff from mcc or just the history of halo not just infinite and people will be like oh cool you know i mean yeah shit. that's a good yeah, point go too. for it um moving into the lore discussion guys what we're going to kind of touch on I'll, I'll set us up and then i'll i'll let i'll pass over to halo guy because i'm sure by the time i get done talking he'll be like okay i got lots of things <laughs> to say um so we're going to kind of touch on like the handling of Cortana from Halo 4 onwards, uh, kind of what her story is, was, what the intent of it was, where she's left in Infinite. Um, I know we're going to share our thoughts on it. I, I'm in the camp of where like, this sounds so like crappy to say out loud, but like I'm in the camp of where I feel like, I feel like what I'm saying is like what they factually told us. So I feel like I'm just saying the truth, but then I say it out loud and people are like, no, that wasn't it at all. So I, it's like it's, it's still up for debate, even though it just doesn't feel like it to me. Uh, but, you know, the, the TLDR of kind of Cortana through these games is, you know, Halo 4, most people would agree she was handled really well. She dies at the end of Halo 4, um, saving Master Chief. She, you know, she says the the last bit of me is down there, you know, with the composer and the didact. And then she just she says goodbye. It's a sad ending. Most people, even who didn't like Halo 4, people were like, 
Cortana got such a great end. And then Halo 5, she appears seemingly out of nowhere and turns out she's alive and she's connected with the domain, which is this place with limitless knowledge. And she says the domain is cured of rampancy. And then with her, with her cured rampancy, she goes and she starts doing things that are out of character for her. And she starts policing the galaxy and, and leading people to death. That's we know that you know by the end of Halo Five, the opinion of most people was Cortana's evil now, and we don't like how she was handled. Then years and years and years pass. Long time to Halo Infinite comes around. We get the story told primarily through holograms, which I personally love. I know some don't. That's fair. Um, where it tells us the story of what Cortana went through before she died, up until she dies, and you basically find that she, uh, you know, Master Chief. It, also from reading the book Shadows of Reach. Uh, Master Chief and Blue Team, they retrieved uh, another clone of Halsey's brain. They made another Cortana model exactly the same as Cortana. That was the weapon. Uh, and then the whole point was they were going to go to Zeta Halo, which is where Cortana was stationed, which I think works really well because the end of Halo 5's Legendary shows Cortana on a Halo ring, which is which is Zeta Halo. Um, so they the Chief deploys the weapon to you know basically confuse... Um, however you want to put it, confuse the installation systems, can confuse Cortana so that the weapon can lock down Cortana. We know that the whole plan was the weapon will lock down Cortana, delete Cortana, or bring Cortana back, they'll, they'll delete Cortana, and then the weapon will auto-delete once she has uh, taken care of Cortana. Um, but then we see through the uh, the flashbacks and the holograms that uh, Cortana, she destroyed, um, what's the name of that base with the Spartans on it again? Uh, Leonidas or not? Uh, Laconius or something like that. Laconius. Yeah. Uh, Laconius base. We saw her destroy like 70 Spartans. We saw her destroy the entire planet of Dosak. I think that's how you say it. Uh, the, the brute homeworld, which is a really good reason to see why the, the, uh, the banished from as are presented to Halo Wars 2, they don't have a vendetta against humans specifically, but they do an infinite that threw some people off. Well, humanity's creation, Cortana, led to their home entire planet being destroyed, which is what has brought the banish to have this vendetta against humanity. But um, what we end up seeing is that in the end, you know, there's this common phrase throughout the trailers, throughout the game. If you knew you were going to die, how would you live differently? And as the game plays out, you see that Cortana realizes she's going to die. She's She's been bested through the weapon and through Atriox. And she realizes that she will die very soon, no matter what. And so because of that, she makes one last good redemptive decision. I wouldn't say she was redeemed. We'll get to that. Redemptive decision to help Chief and humanity by destroying Zeta or part of Zeta Halo so that the Banish can't control the ring. Um, so the last thing I'll say here for our password Halo guy is, you know, a lot of people don't like the way Cortana was handled. They think the writing was poor. It was bad. People don't understand if she was just evil, if rampancy was involved or not. I have my opinions on that. I'll let Halo guy give his first. Um, <clears throat> But and then a lot of people think, oh, she's not redeemed. She killed all these people. So how is this a redeeming moment? Halo guy, take it away. Say whatever you want. The floor is yours. <laughs> hey, so man, you're gonna set me up like that, and I have so much to say about Cortana. I think, um, I think one really cool thing that a lot of people don't realize is that Halo Four, Halo Five, and Halo Infinite is a Cortana story. Um, you can, you can explain all of those games basically through her lens and they're her story all of them halo 4 is all about saving her halo 5 is all about basically kind of finding her and learning what she's doing and then halo infinite um is all about going in to try and stop her and then learning exactly what happened um so i did a uh here's a 
selfish plug of mine. I did a YouTube short. Plug it. Um, do it. A month or so ago. I can't remember, but it's about Cortana and it's only like 50 seconds if people want to go look it up. Um, I found that YouTube shorts seem to be much more uh, effective. But mm-hmm. but basically, I was rereading um, this 2010 story from Halo Evolutions called Human Weakness. Now, Human Weakness takes place between Halo 2 and Halo 3. And it's basically Cortana's interactions with uh, the Gravemind. And it's how the Gravemind is trying to basically infiltrate her mind, steal her data. And the reason I was reading through it is because the same thing that the Gravemind puts Cortana through is basically... The same thing that the Harbinger puts Lucas Browning through in um, the Rubicon Protocol. And the two stories are very, very similar in how like their methods and techniques of how they're trying to infiltrate Lucas Browning's mind and how the Grave Mind's trying to in, uh, infiltrate Cortana's mind. But if you actually go through and, and read that story, it's a short story, so it it's, doesn't take very long to go through. Um, you'll notice that... Cortana is actually struggling with a lot of different things. One of the things she's struggling with is that she knows uh, she won't live forever. And she knows that uh, eventually uh, Master Chief will get a new AI or new AIs, depending on how long of a service he has. And she starts really struggling with this idea of him, you know, being partnered with somebody else. Uh, And Mm. then so that's keep in mind, this is 2010. Um, Way before Halo, not way before, but before Halo 4 came Still out, before, way before yeah. Halo 5, and way before Halo mm-hmm. Infinite. Um, and then the Gravemind actually tells her something pretty interesting, too. He, he basically says, and I don't have the exact quote, but he's like, look, if you had all the knowledge that I did and power that I did, you would be no different than me, um, he tells her. And he even claims that she would lock the Master Chief away if it meant saving him. Um, and so... There's all these dialogues that are going on in 2010. And this is the thing that bugs me when people are like, well, you know, Cortana's story isn't fleshed out. It's not complete. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and this is like to me in 2010, they're talking about Cortana struggling with Master Chief having new AIs, which is what we um, which was a huge theme in Halo 4. Um, and then the Gravemind is talking about how she'll lock John away, which is exactly what she did in Halo 5. The Gravemind talks about if she had all the knowledge and power that he did, that she would be just like him. And when she tapped into the domain, she got that power. She became just like him. Um, And then in Halo Infinite, everything goes full circle because she finally gets over the fact that, yeah, John needs a new AI. And she actually stopped the deletion protocol that you mentioned so that John could be with the weapon. And so she overcame that. And then um, according to the encyclopedia, it does call Cortana's last act, and we can talk about whether it's redeeming or not, but it does refer to it as a pirate act of contrition, um, attempting to save whatever remained of humanity, right? And so she, to me, she has a full character arc, a full story of one, overcoming the AI issue, and then two, overcoming the issue that the grave mind had of, you know, being a decent person with a ton of knowledge and power. Um, and so to me from Halo, the story, Halo Evolutions, Human Weakness, it foreshadowed the next basically 11 or 12 years of Halo story that we can now see through the eyes of Cortana. 
Um, and, and to me, it's a complete story and it doesn't seem, I know there was a lot of like people say like, oh, or they're just trying to write themselves out of a corner. And I'm sure there was a little bit of that, but like, but this stuff has been sort of predicted for a long time. Um, it's just been buried kind of, kind of in the background there. Um, and then I wanted to touch on one other thing you said real quick about, um, how the legendary ending of Halo 5 shows Zeta Halo, and then we kind of start right there during um, Halo Infinite, you, right there at Zeta Halo, that is. Now, this is something, this is a, just a theory of mine, and I think I did a post about it a couple weeks ago, um, but I had this idea. So at the beginning of Halo 5, um, you you kind of, there's a cutscene with Dr. Halsey, and there's this music playing in the background. Um, there's, it's an actual song and I can't think of the name of it right now, but anyway, and it shows Dr. Halsey and she smiles at a Cortana model and you can hear these and it, it, it's supposed to be, I, 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 if I remember correctly underneath reach at either castle or sword base, I can't remember off the top of my head, but anyway, you see Cortana, you hear this music at the end of Halo five in the legendary ending, you also see Zeta Halo you see the Zalanen homeworld in the background, which, I mean, it hasn't been confirmed, but basically it, it's pretty much confirmed that it's the Zalanen homeworld in the background because Despondent Pyre says they had to move the ring world closer to where their homeworld was before they basically trapped him. Um, and anyway, as the, in Halo 5, as they're showing this ring world, which we now know as Zeta Halo, you hear the same exact music that Dr. Halsey was listening to at the beginning of Halo 5. But this music is being hummed by what we all thought was Cortana. Now, I had this interesting idea, and I don't know if there's any merit to it or not, but the weapon was deployed to Zeta Halo to lock down um, Cortana. And I'm thinking, what if the Halo 5 legendary ending doesn't take place after Halo 5, but it is actually the beginning of Halo Infinite, and that humming you hear is the weapon and the weapon is already deployed in Halo 5's legendary ending. And the humming is the weapon. And that is the lockdown code. Because it was a song that Dr. Halsey knew. And so what if that was the way that they were going to trick Cortana is by playing this song that Halsey knew that would make Cortana curious as to why she's hearing one of Dr. Halsey's favorite songs on Zeta Halo. And then she would go investigate. And then that's when the lockdown procedure happened. Um Little theory of mine. Well, I don't know if there's any merit. Yeah. To okay. It or not. Well, I can. This is what I. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Thing. I can hear people. I can hear people listening, going, "Yeah, that's cool," but you know, did they really have that planned? But there's two things I can say that that add to what you're saying. One is that there is. A, a, you can search it. I don't know. I'd have to find it. There's a YouTube video with Frank O'Connor and Brian Reed uh, before Halo Five came out, where they're sitting down and they say that they knew the story and direction of Halo Five before. They knew Halo 4s. They say that. Hmm. Um, so it's clear that they're, and, and also with what you were saying about 2010 and the things that were written in books. Uh, also, there's even the uh, Halo Legends uh, Origins 1 and 2, where Cortana's like contemplating the history of war outside of Chief's cryotube. Uh, it's clear that they had big plans very early for Cortana and this stuff. So it's not crazy to think that they had plans for Cortana and what's happening on that Halo ring. Um, that eventually becomes infinite long before infinite ever came out Two people might be saying, well, they really weren't thinking of the weapon when they finished halo five, they really weren't thinking of the weapon. Well, to be fair, 
maybe they weren't thinking of exactly the weapon as she appears, but it's pretty clear from all the knowledge we know of how far ahead they were thinking and the, the major line of Halo 4, they'll pair you with another AI. You know that, right? That they were clearly planning for some ver- variation of another AI being paired with Chief at some point, whether it was to be permanent like the weapon as a new companion or just a plot point to have one for a while and then lose it. I mean, we don't know what the specifics were early, right. but I think your points about um, uh, the weapon being deployed and there being another AI, uh, those were there very early. So I think those are pretty good. And actually it makes it cooler, honestly, if that was it, you know, the humming thing. Um, now I was going to say one more thing, but Josh, I want to let you speak first. Do you have anything you want to say, Josh? I just uh, no, I think I speak for most people when I'm just, I'm, I'm in my mind's eye right now. So I'm getting to listen to you can okay. speak about this. So no, go ahead, continue. So here's what I'll say. I'll, I'll, I'll do like a TLDR version. I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to speak as if what I'm saying is fact. And then mm-hmm. Halo guy, I want you to tell me if you agree or if I missed a detail or if you think I'm wrong about that. So this is how I take the story of Cortana. Uh, Cortana in Halo 4 is descending into Rampancy. You're trying to save her. Uh, as you get to the end of Halo 4 um, and you're trying to stop the didact, there's that moment where she's like, you're not going to like this, but I'm, I, I have to do it. And she starts splitting herself into different Cortana copies why, to, to, to overwhelm the didact and, and be able to stop the didact. Uh, so she's splitting herself multiple times. And then when the didact uh, is, is, you know, sent down into the composer and, you know, Chief hits the nuke at the end of Halo 4, um, you you know, he, he kind of reawakens to he's in this hollow, hollow, um, hollow cube of sorts by Cortana using the hard light. And she says, you know, I use what left of me I had left to to save you. The rest of me is down there with didact and and uh, the composer. Um, so there's this sad goodbye. She says, I'm not coming with you this time. Enter Halo 5. You know, Chief's having this vision of Cortana. You know, eventually you go to Genesis. You find out she's still alive. She uh, Between Halo 5 and the... I don't know. Halo guy can probably tell me. There's a little, a little book that was written or a little story where you see Cortana infiltrate the domain and and fight off the or trick the warden it's like called like domain splinter or something splinter i think we'll come back to that but basically uh when she falls into the composer and the uh the the mantle's approach she is sent to genesis and she finds the domain and when she if you read this story which we'll bring up here shortly again um she infiltrates the domain and the warden eternals there as like the protector of the domain and he's basically like you know you can't you can't do anything. And she's like, Oh, uh, I'm not doing anything. Don't worry about it. And she like talks to the warden as like other rampant splits of her are going in the domain behind him and taking over the domain while he's discussing what's going on with the the one Cortana. So she basically tricks the warden takes over the domain. And then the warden ends up kind of working for her. And then that's where in halo five. And when chief shows up, uh, Cortana's like, hey, Chief, everything's good now. I found the domain, limitless knowledge. I'm cured of rampancy. And I think if you're like me, oh. and I think most I think most people, when you played Halo 5, you literally thought she was cured of rampancy because she's not dead. She says she was cured. If you know the lore of the domain, it, it, it makes some sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is where a lot of people get confused is they think Cortana never died. She was healed, and then she decided to be an insane, crazy person. And that is really not how I see it. I feel like that's not how it's conveyed at all. 
both through the games and through exterior media, like the the splinter thing I'm talking about and the encyclopedia. Um, Halo 4, she clearly says, um, this is all I have left of me. You know, I've, I've, I've sacrificed this to save you. What's left of me is down there. She she previously in the mission said she was splitting herself up because she's got all these rampant personalities. Even a mission prior, the mission where you uh, with, uh, um, what's her name? Tilly, Tilly from uh, Ivanov Station. Even in that mission, there's the whole like, Cortana's arguing with other co- rampant copies of herself. And she's so that whole scene where Halsey's like, or he's like, she's talking about, remember what that condescending bitch said to us? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh yeah, she's <laughs> talking about Halsey. So it's clear that there's multiple personalities being made as she thinks herself to death. And then you get to end of Halo 4 and she's she says, this is it. This is what's left of me. I used to save you. I'm not coming with you. The rest of me is down there. It's clear there's multiple ver- variants of her and that the variant that wasn't, the, the last sanity she had left is what she used to protect Chief. So you have the rest of Cortana going to Genesis, interacting with the domain. This is where people get a little confused too. They think, oh, so you're saying, Brian, you're trying to tell me that that's a different Cortana than the Cortana we had in the original trilogy in Halo 4? No, I'm not. I'm saying it's the exact same Cortana that has lost whatever was left of her sanity. What was left of her sanity, that fragment she split off she split off of herself, is what saved Chief. That died. So then you have a Cortana in Halo 5 that is completely rampant, but now has limitless knowledge in life due to the domain, and she therefore thinks uh, she she thinks on all of her worst parts because the the real part of her the real part of Cortana died in Halo Four. But then also there's another theme that ties in here where you talk where um you know you have the beginning scene that Halo guy already talked about with with uh, Doctor Halsey in Halo Five where she's like you know kind of it's just kind of this comparison of like you know you're just like me. Uh, with Dr. Halsey and she's like, before this is over, they'll, they'll want to kill us both. Then there's a scene later in Halo 5 where she's talking to Locke and she's like, you don't understand. She's an exact copy of my brain. I know what she'll do with limitless power and knowledge. <laughs> so even yeah. more so, it makes sense here. This is Cortana with uh, who's gone rampant, who has limitless life and power, and she's based off the brain of Dr. Halsey. So yes, she makes very evil, which, and, and I've, I know, I think it was Frank O'Connor, someone at 343 at one point said, you know, evil, you're getting the wrong idea behind evil. I mean, I think when it comes down to it at the end of the day, it it, it really is evil. But like what they're trying to say is like, she wasn't trying to just kill everybody. <laughs> like from a certain to, point of view. She was trying to police the galaxy into doing exactly what she wanted at all times to have permanent peace, which as we know, people have done that in history in real life. And, and it's, it's really just bad. Yeah, uh, it always ends but, up really good when you try to install permanent peace, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so you have this Cortana that uh, has limitless knowledge and power. She she can't die because of the domain, uh, and only her rampant personality has has stayed. Cortana, as we knew her, died in Halo Four. So then you get to um, so at the end of Halo Five, you know she's got the the Guardians. Um, she's policing the galaxy. Shit's going crazy. Uh, Halo Infinite comes around. I already talked about Shadows of Reach. Uh, Shadows of Reach. You know they're trying to. It, there's this cool kind of, and I'll give people credit who wanted to see more of a direct continuation of Halo 5. We talked about this in the last podcast. Halo guy said, he's like, it is a direct continuation. It's just, it's a slice of the story in this direction versus, you know, this this different direction, right? Um, but they're in the books at this time period, particularly Shadows of Reach, it's really cool because Cortana is kind of this background piece of like this looming threat in the galaxy and everything's kind of happening in the shadows like Try underneath Cortana trying to like do things without her noticing. So Shadows of Reach, they're they're going to Reach. They're trying to get this copy of Halsey's brain to find a way to stop her. So the story's continuing here still with with Cortana. As far as the created go, you know, I don't know what other people's um, opinions are of the created, but like 
to me, the created is obviously all the other AI that joined her and the Prometheans that are both composed humans into AI already and um, AI that joined with Cortana who housed themselves in an armature type body or Promethean body. So when people talk about what would the created have looked like as an enemy, I think it would have looked very similar to the Prometheans because that's essentially what the Prometheans are. Once again, we're having story threads tie together here. The whole Halo 4, you know, Prometheans and and digital constructs and 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 and, and um, Cortana story is kind of like, I mean, this is where Alex would just have so much to say too if Harusus <laughs> came in here, right? Because he's yeah. like, because you have this whole, you, know, you have the A and B story of Halo 4. You have like Chief and Cortana, AI, what's, what? What defines a human? Which one of us promise us by the end of this, you'll you'll figure out which one of us is the is the is the human. You know, you have that, and then you have the the other side, which is Didact and the Prometheans, where it's like those are his Promethean knights, but they were they were real people, real organic, you know, forerunner beings that were composed into digital AI. So you have all this stuff going on. Um, so then you get to the beginning of Halo Infinite, and you have uh, we as we find out the story is uh, Cortana is you know tricked basically by. Uh, the weapon who's an exact copy she's locked down you know the banners show up and we get this whole thing where she you know she keeps saying uh if uh if you knew how you were gonna die how would you live differently and she decides through all of her all of her craziness her rampancy um even even having the power <clears throat> of the domain she decides that knowing that she's imminently about to die that's the question right how would you live your life differently? Mm-hmm. She asked Atriox. Atriox says, I would change nothing. But she decides, well, now that I know my life is about to end, I would live my life differently. I wish I hadn't made these mistakes, and I'm going to use the last I have to help Chief. So there's then there's this question of like, well, is Cortana really redeemed? I say no. Obviously, she's not redeemed because she killed all these people. But I also don't think it's fair to like say, you know, the Cortana we knew of the original trilogy just got a twirling mustache and became evil and and that that's what there is i mean i think i think she very clearly used the last of her sanity to save chief and due to yeah. chief's failure to not do something about cortana and halo 4 instead he held on to that relationship he had with an ai due to his failure she had the opportunity to, to get to the domain and cause all this damage and that's kind of where you have the scene with the pilot in halo 5 or halo infinite where he's talking about mistakes i should have saved cortana i should have stopped her i should have done this it was a mistake chief made the TLDR, I don't pass it back to Halo Guy. I know I'm talking a lot. It's just that <laughs> it's great. It's great. You guys, it's just great. that Cortana, Cortana was rampant. That's what caused all this. Uh, she had a redeeming moment in Infinite, but that obviously doesn't redeem her actions. But it's also not a Cortana that operated with sanity. There's a moment in the Halo Infinite or the Halo uh, Encyclopedia where she talks about madness returning. Or actually, that's in Halo Infinite, isn't it? I don't know if it's the game or the book, but she talks about madness returning because it's clearly the rampancy. And also to top it off, and I know, and I've, someone's already said this to me on Twitter, I get it. You know, they, they, they said that they, they chastised me and said, dude, dude, trust me, dude, trust me. You're just telling me, bro, trust me. But I've talked to someone of, of influence at 343 who knows the story, and they told me that the entire intent always was that her actions were because of rampancy. Like, and I know that's, that is just a Brian said this, how can I trust him thing, but I mean, I'm not trying to to lie here. I'm just saying, like, I trust that you. was the that was the point, right? Like, but I think you know, they I think they also admit. I think three four three would also admit that this could have been ton, told better and clearer. Uh, and it's obvious that there was a course correction change between Halo Five and Infinite, even though they are directly uh, a continued slice of the story. 
Uh, is there anything I said there you disagree with Halo guy? And, and what are your thoughts? No, not particularly. I didn't. I, I agree with basically everything you said. I, I will say this. One of the reasons I think I was able to get through Halo Five and enjoy its story, um, while a other a lot of other people didn't, and this may might not be fair to say, but when I saw Cortana, you know, like crazy Cortana in Halo Five. Um, Beyond the rampancy and beyond her splitting herself in the different pieces in Halo 4, I just saw it as a continuation of who she, I guess, would always end up being. Because in my mind, I was like, well, she is a copy of Dr. Halsey. Mm-hmm. And um, like, honestly, Dr. Halsey is not she's not a good person good for yeah <laughs> like if you go read um at the end of shadows of reach it talks about i'm pretty sure it's shadows of reach like you know the spartans are there with halsey and they basically like refer to her or at least john does i think like refer to her as their their mother in a way you know what i mean and it's kind of like a little odd like she kidnapped kinda you creepy. you know and yeah. now you kind of mm-hmm. have this relationship with her um anyway qu- Dr. Halsey is all about how, yeah, exactly. The, uh, the ends justify the means, right? If, if I need to get to point B, I will do whatever I have to between point A and there to get to that point, which is why she kidnapped kids and they put them through everything they did. And she allowed kids to die and they did everything they, they had to do for the Spartan project. Um, and so that, that was the lens through which I saw Halo five initially I was like, well, I guess, you know, she did find the domain and has all this power. Like, that is exactly how Halsey would be. So in my mind, seeing an evil Cortana really wasn't like that far of a stretch. Hmm. That Um, works too, really. Yeah. It works well with what I said as well. Yeah. And you did kind of say that. So it kind of cued that memory in my head. But that's how I viewed Halo 5. And I know a lot of people didn't like Halo 5 and didn't like their story. And I think that's fair. But that was at least the lens that I saw. I just saw it as a natural progression of... Cortana becoming more like Halsey. Now we have to deal with it. Um, and then when it comes to the rampant pieces, um, yeah, I agree. I, I do think when Cortana said, you know, I used the last bit of me, it's down there in, in Halo 4, um, that she really split herself off and that they had one of those bad pieces make it into the domain. And she wasn't necessarily, <sighs> I guess uh, it depends on how you want to define cured. Um, because rampancy leads to AI death and the, the domain from overthinking. Yeah. Cause the domain stopped her from dying. So if you want to say that the domain cured her of rampancy, I guess you technically could because it did stop one of the big, you know, features of rampancy, which is you think yourself to death. And so, I think what the question isn't necessarily if she was cured of rampancy is whether or not she was cured of um, her evil doing or what, what she wanted to do. And I, I, I don't think that that's the case. Um, so anyway, she continues on this, on this path. And basically I think one thing is really neat. And I think I posted it on what you guys posted this past week was that Halo four was spent the entire time master chief trying to save Cortana from her rampancy um, when in reality, the one thing that actually did cure her was when Cortana saw that the Master Chief was being defeated by Atriox. And so whatever bit of, of goodness that was in her um, was able to be pulled out, and then she decided to sacrifice herself. Um, because I, I don't think that her, that 
that the piece that survived that made it into the domain was was purely evil either it's just like dr halsey she's not purely evil like she does Mm -hmm. like have emotions and she feels remorse and all these different things but ultimately she made a lot of bad decisions now granted those bad decisions ended up working out to humanity's favor um because who knows where humanity would have been without the spartan 2 project um yeah and so and the same thing with cortana um because i actually it's actually pretty interesting yeah because the official halo twitter account made a post about dustin echoes this week um which has to do with cortana so there was another cortana debate one on y'all's thread and then there was another cortana debate on the official halo account because i made a Mm -hmm. post on there referring to her her story being a full circle um and i kind of went into a little bit that earlier when i was talking about uh the halo evolutions book and how it kind of predicted everything that would happen. Um, but one really neat thing was that this on the official account, it referred to, you know, all that was left to Cortana was dust and echoes, which is, you know, the obvious, you know, the, the famous phrase at the end of halo one, we all thought, mm-hmm. we all thought there was a survivor left. His name a was Marine. Dustin echoes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but one really neat thing though, is that the same way halo CE started with Dustin echoes, and a fractured halo ring is exactly how halo infinite ended right with cortana's dust and echoes and a fractured halo ring and now you're left with the pieces to pick up and so to me like i know people don't always give infinite a fair shot but its story is so complete and so rounding like there are so many loose threads that it tied up and i know it, it planted more threads for us to tug on and figure some mysteries out but it just wrapped everything up and in a beautiful way. And when you have Halo Infinite basically ending the same way Halo CE did and, you know, having this full circle, at least the way I see it with Cortana and her story, is she redeemed in my opinion? Absolutely not. Like she did a lot of horrible things, Mm -hmm. but she did the one good thing that she could have done at the end. And, and to me that, that means something, at least to me, as like a really big Cortana fan. You know, as you're talking, you you just helped me tie together another awesome theme, right? So you have you have um, Cortana. Man, how, how did I get to this? How did I get this train of thought? Okay, so in Halo Four, the opening cutscene of Halo Four, where there's that guy questioning Halsey, and uh, he's saying that she did all this bad shit, and she's like. Uh, my Spartan saved the human race, and he's like, "So are you saying that your actions justify the means?" And basically, that is what she's saying, right? Yeah, it is. And, yeah, and and you just said that, you know, Cortana's existence worked out really well for humanity because without Cortana and the Spartan twos and how the events played out, like we wouldn't get to the point in Halo Four slash Five where Halo where humanity made it past the fight with the Covenant and they're kind of at the they're kind of the what did we say last episode? They're kind of uh, the big dogs in the galaxy, right? Like yeah. we would have just mm-hmm. lost. We would have just, there would be no humanity had it not been for Halsey doing things that were morally questionable to get us there. To and include cloning that. herself to get Cortana in the first place. Yeah. Let's not forget yeah, exactly. that. Yeah. yeah. And then, then we talk about Cortana also acting that way, right? Like she's based off the same brain of Halsey and she's constantly thinking, you know, that way too. Like, of, of the, the when it comes to her going rampant and 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 the the, the strongest uh, parts of her personality being amplified, she's thinking the ends justify the means. Like stealing blue team and locking them away in a cryptum, uh, policing the galaxy, ends justify the mean. 
Um, and and then to get to and then it, I mean it also sweetens that cutscene at the beginning of Halo Five where you know uh, Halsey's walking into her lab and, and like you said it's playing that music and and um, she talks to Cortana at the end and she's like before the end of it before the end of it, they're going to order us to kill kill us both before the end of it um, it just all these themes kind of uh, come together I, I, arguably they could have been done in a more easier to process way but I still think it's kind of beautiful yeah and. I, I think, and that was another thing too, like when Halo 5 initially came out, like in my mind, there was a reason Halo 5's opening cutscene opened with Halsey and Cortana. Because to me, Halo 5 was, this is a story of Halsey had she been given access to the domain, basically. And that was like, mm. and to me, it was a Halsey-Cortana story. Um, and like I said it earlier at, at the beginning of the show, it's just like Halo 4, 5, and Infinite are our Cortana is it's a Cortana trilogy. Um, and I know there's a little bit of master chief sprinkles in there. Um, but it's, it's ultimately her story and how she deals with it. And, and Dr. Halsey to me has been in the background of that story. Um, but through her story that chief truly discovers his humanity. Exactly. Know? Yes. It was the AI, you know, that helped him kind of round out what, what they discussed in halo four, which one of us is the machine. And so, yeah, it, it and, Sadly enough, the, the galaxy really suffered a lot for Master Chief to learn that lesson. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but ultimately, it is, it is a story. The, the trilogy so far after Bungie has been a story of Cortana um, and basically how her story has helped the, the Master Chief discover really who he is. Um, and, and to me, that's, all of these things that we've discussed is, is ultimately why I've not really had an issue with... Um, with how 343 has handled the story and mm-hmm. i i tend to try to like whenever a new game comes out or a new book i try to see things in the broader spectrum of where things are going not necessarily where they are right now yeah. um and i think maybe that kind of feeds into a lot of the optimism that i have because i'm always looking like okay so they did this okay so where are they going with that um mm-hmm. and so that's kind of how I view things. I don't get really stuck in like, so like for example, when, when Halo Infinite came out, um, I know there was a lot of people that, that complained about, like we talked about, it wasn't like an exact continuation of Halo five, but in my mind, I was looking at it more so like, well, where is it trying to get us to instead of where exactly is it right now? Um, but yeah, Halo four, five and infinite Cortana story. I, I mean, yeah, they could have written it probably a little bit better, but honestly, sorry, I'm going on a rant, but I told this to someone the other day, some random person on Twitter, I'm sure. I was just like, because they were like, I want to see less stuff in the books. I want to see more stuff in the games. And I'm like, well, that's fair. But hear me out. We have a 20-year-old franchise that has more lore in the books and external media than it does in the games. So it's like it's going to become increasingly difficult to make a game that has zero connections to the outside, you know, extended yep. media. You got 20 years of it and there's way more of it on the outside than there is in the games. So like good luck 343 making a game that I mean, has no connections to the books cuz like like that'll be difficult. I mean Star Wars is in that situation too and I mean I think I think anyone I think correct me if I'm wrong Josh, you'll be the one to tell me if I'm wrong. I think if you if you take the prequel trilogy of Star Wars and remove 
any extra stuff that helps inform that trilogy, it's nowhere near as good, right? The oh, reason absolutely. the prequels are such masterclasses to people in storytelling is because if you take those three movies and everything that feeds into them and you're like, holy shit, George Lucas has crafted this awesome story in this universe. Yeah, absolutely. Know? I think when anything that that can come out and sort of retroactively enhance what's already there and not sort of compromise it, um, that's a really tough line to walk. And when you can achieve that, I think that's awesome. I mean, that's when when Brian told me guys about the Halo 4 stuff and Medican Bias and just everything from the Forerunners saga uh, books that Greg Bear did. I mean, that was like eye opening to me. And it, I immediately wanted to play CE again specifically because I was like, wow, I have to play it with these lenses now. And I mean, w- with what you said, Halo guy, I mean, I love your perspective on just. Um, going into the new experiences there's a saying i think it's um happiness is reality without the expectation and i think that really helps with this i mean when i played halo infinite i was pretty open-minded for them to do whatever they want the concept i wanted was i always wanted to play a halo game that was like the second level of combat evolved just expanded i was like how cool would it be to live in halo not just sort of be uh you know, going through it and going through these worlds and these levels and stuff. And how cool would it be to just live for a little bit there? And uh, that game gave me it. And I think that's such a tough balance when it comes to um, Cortana, especially like how do you, uh, you, you know, I, regardless of what a lot of people feel about Halo 5 store, I think you kind of still write yourself in a corner there. And so it had people thinking, like, how do you come back from this? Or wh- how do you at least tell the story going forward? coming off of halo five and you get to halo infinite and i i think they did such a great job because you have to try to still have this sort of aspect that reminds you of older times and then you still want to try to also at the same time conclude part of the narrative that's come before in two previous games while also still setting up a new um overarching story going forward i mean that's such a uh trifecta to try to nail and you know, I never felt like, because of the weapon, I never felt like this game is missing Cortana. Like, what is going on? And if that's if that's a criticism out there, I don't know if it is, but if that's a criticism out there, I can understand it. But I never had that issue. And by the time it gets to that moment when you're seeing her and Atriox interact, I'm, like, so pulled in because I'm, like, everything has been building to this. And I want this. Like, it's amazing to get this exposition. But also, like, I had so much time getting this new experience with um, the weapon that I just, I never took, um, never took issue. And it was just amazing seeing like, uh, I always, I always kind of think of it as like the weapons, Cortana is like the one you want, like in terms of a relationship, let's say, you know, quote unquote, Cortana is the one you want to be with, but then the weapon's the one you're supposed to be with, you know, because it's just the, the sort of closing of the chapter, you know, and you're sort of moving on. And he's kind of still looking at that. But like you said, I mean, even when you were talking about um, her sacrificing herself and that kind of goodness sort of being awakened out of her, you know, so to speak, to, to, to save Chief and everything. I'm immediately thinking of Return of the Jedi when Vader sacrifices himself to throw Palpatine down the chute. And I'm like, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, it's like it doesn't yeah. redeem the millions he killed in a, of innocence. <laughs> right. But I mean, it's but. still one good one good thing to to help push the galaxy forward in a better state. And I think obviously Halo 5 had, in my opinion, I think a lot of people's opinions, it had serious problems with the way it told its story and its writing. But I think another part aspect of why it was disappointing for me was, was I did have expectations and we've talked about over a million times in this podcast. So expectations can really hurt uh, media that would have been better. And you just left your mind open to what could happen because when I finished Halo 4, 
Because I feel like Halo 4 kind of wraps everything up in a tight bow and just says, all right, who knows what's next? Like, it's very good. Um, and when Halo 4 ended, I was under the impression that was the story that Chief learned his humanity. Like, I thought the book was closed on him learning his humanity. Like, I thought that story of Halo 4 is the one that t- taught him that. And now now that we learned that... Like that was a lesson, essentially. That was a lesson, right? But... Now, Halo 5 and Infinite, it kind of makes it clear that that was like the first step of like a three-step process of Chief. Because I think when you get to that moment with Chief talking to the pilot in Infinite, (laughs) it's pretty clear that Chief has now learned, you know, he's come in touch with his humanity, he's learned lessons, and and when he talks to the pilot, that's very clear that that his his arc in a sense, I'm not saying it's over, but it's his arc of learning humanity is complete. So I think when I finished Halo 4, I thought, we're not really going to go explore the chief finders humanity as much because that's what it's done with. But we still had two more games left of that. So, so there's um, speaking of chief finding his humanity. So I know like one of the big obvious criticisms of Halo Five is that we got two levels of the Master Chief, right? And people are kind of like, well, Three. <laughs> you know, I, I I want a Master Chief game. So something really interesting did happen after um, after Halo Five. There were three books that were released. They have Halo, Halo Silent Storm, Halo Oblivion, and then you have Halo Shadows Reach. And Troy Denning, they labeled those as a Master Chief story. Um, and one thing, and you talked about it, how you know Halo 4 was the beginning of Chief finding his humanity. And then to continue on with that story, uh, 343 and Troy Denning, they gave us three books that kind of start us on a new journey with the master chief yeah we did not get to play with him a lot in um, halo 5 but here's this new trilogy of books that starts to explore his origins and kind of get into that that humanity aspect of it so you can really start to peel the onion back on it um and then in shadows of reach which is after halo 5 and obviously after halo 4 you you see the chief deal with these uh internal struggles uh, different things that that he's facing. Um, he, I think, at one point he accidentally says Cortana's name out loud, and he kind of gets reprimanded by Blue Team, you know, for talking about her. He's, they're not allowed to. And um, and anyway, throughout the book, they end up coming on this um, this military colony that is living on Reach, um, and they end up having to kind of like help these human survivors along the way of blue team accomplishing their mission of getting to, you know, um, what would eventually be the weapon, the, the clone remnants of it. And I, I say all this to get to this point, like in halo infinite, one of the first scenes we see of the master chief floating through space, you see him kind of like almost cradle, (laughs) <laughs> the the dead marines that are kind of floating there and then he mm-hmm. he kind of pauses before he takes the weapon of a dead marine and you really start to see this progression of you know his humanity and things like that because there was a struggle in shadows of reach of hey do we accomplish the mission or do we help these human survivors that are about to be annihilated by the banished and so they have to make that choice. They have, and, and it's a difficult one for a Spartan to make because you have to accomplish the mission, um, which is especially hard for the Master Chief because he realizes what happened in Halo 4 um, when he disobeyed orders. 
um, that he probably should have obeyed and he probably should have deleted that AI, you know, as, Mm -hmm. as the famous line goes. Um, And then it gets to that point that you mentioned about his conversation with the pilot. And when he externalized or internalizes all these feelings, and then he says it out loud that he failed, um, that he failed Cortana, he failed humanity, he messed up. Um, and so that is that, that ultimate journey. But I think something really cool, yeah, post Halo 5, we did, or during Halo 5, we didn't get a lot of chief time, but we got three books and then we got Halo Infinite. And last thing I'll say on this, the one thing I think really cool that Halo Infinite did that Marvel kind of does just to go into another universe um, is that Halo 5 was a big story. It took us to Genesis. It took us to St. Helios. We were um, at Ivanov's, or no, that was Halo 4, sorry. But anyway, we just kind of explored a whole bunch of places in Halo 5. It was a big galaxy space opera, if you would. Mm -hmm. And then Halo Infinite comes along and it just pinpoints you right onto the chief in this small area and we just focus in. And this is the one thing Marvel does. It has all these big, huge galaxy, you know, type deals uh, where they go all over the universe. But then every now and then they make a Spider-Man film and it's like localized, just a kid in high school. Um, And then it kind of brings everything back down to earth for a little bit. And that's refreshing, or at least it is to me. Um, And so being stuck on a halo ring, not being able to go anywhere, it was just nice kind of like honing in on that tiny little aspect of the chief and just getting his story kind of fleshed out and finalized. Yeah. Big yeah. Rant. No, Sorry. 100%. No, no, <laughs> no, no, I mean, good. I, I'm actually, I'm kind of proud of us for like uh, taking that, the, the general topic we want to talk about. And we are, we kind of have brought it, wrapped it up in, in, in the time frame <laughs> that we set out to do, which is uh, impressive for us. Um, Man, you had did Josh anything you want to say? I, well, I will say I agree though. I mean, I, I definitely agree with just what you said there at the end. I mean, it it feels like feels like you know looking at Halo Infinite is more like they want the chief on uh, a Halo ring, and then how do you build out the scope from there? As opposed to this you know galaxy spanning adventure, which was awesome in its own right, but then you you want to get back to something a bit more intimate because the story really necessitates that kind of core experience for the player, not just what Chief's going through. But um, especially with him being a vessel, as much as he still has his own personality that's still evolving, um, it was really great to to have that experience on Zeta Halo. I'll always be grateful for Halo Infinite coming off Halo 5. And, you know, I, I am someone that, like, I, I'm probably one of the only few people, but the more a franchise has sequels, uh, it makes me retroactively enjoy the ones that were previously considered not as good because I get to yeah. see where they get to, what comes mm-hmm. after, and it makes me just let them exist and, and enjoy them more. So not that I ever hate, hated Halo 5. I love Halo 5. But now I feel like I can enjoy it even more knowing where it's building to. And it makes me – I still care about Locke. I still care about um, Olympia Vale, all them, you know, and stuff like that. I still care about everything that happened in Halo 5 and stuff. But I, I love that Halo Infinite sort of – it's, I don't want to say they dialed down the scope in a way because I don't feel like they necessarily did, but they took a more intimate approach again, which is what I think Halo 4 had, but they did it in a new way. And they, each each one of those games, they've just done something different each time, and I'm glad they took the yeah. chances they did. I, I think there, there's something there's something about, like, it adds personality to a franchise when they either they make a mistake or they say something that gets retrofitted. Over time, once those things are corrected or are changed or, or continue on, you kind of have a fondness for those things, right? Like, you know, 
originally the the moment a new hope released what well, wasn't even called a new hope there's one way right there you know it was just called star wars right. uh you know vader wasn't always going to be uh luke's father right um right. there wasn't always going to there's that moment you know you, all those you see memes on the internet you know obi-wan says oh he was a great fighter pilot and then somebody will show him like blowing up a ship or something or or he'll say like um or like there's the whole line about darth vader killed your father well from a certain point of view you know there's um there's uh, leia kissing her own brother well they didn't know at the time that that was going to be her brother but it still works it's still appreciated one i love and a lot of people don't know about this one i think both of you probably do or at least josh for sure is uh when the very first hobbit when the edition of the hobbit was written uh Gollum wasn't uh he, there was no ring having this addictive power Gollum willingly gambled the ring in the in the in the the riddles uh, mm -hmm. game right, with right. Bilbo. And then after the Lord of the Rings was written, he went back and did another edition of the Hobbit to make it harder for Gollum to part with because it no longer made sense now that you know what the ring is. Mm -hmm. I mean, these things happen a lot and it's, it's the same with Halo right now. It's like I think everything we've discussed in this episode about Halo 4, 5 and Infinite and, and Cortana's arc and Chief's arc through it and these parallels between things Halsey said and what happened with Cortana and Chief's humanity as a complete picture now it kind of makes me love it all more. It's kind of better. It's it's not that it's not to say that it was all planned perfectly or all these things were this genius construct that was no, it's literally to say mistakes were made, things were said that probably weren't planned on that ended up getting retrofitted later, but now I just kind of I really appreciate it all and I really there's just a lot to love there. That's kind of my final sentiment. I look I, I look at those three games, 4, 5 and Infinite as like love loss and moving on you know like you have you know yeah. the, just the love whether it's however people want to read into it with cortana but you have that love that's there just with someone you've been through so much with you have the loss of dealing with that person being gone and then sort of having this grieving process of like am i going crazy and it's like you know and then you just get like tunnel vision and then you have the sense of moving on where it's like this is kind of done but yet there's this sort of person that reminds you of them and just what that takes the journey that takes him on you know it's just uh <laughs> it's uh, you know and i come back to that a lot on this show but it's almost like the 500 days of summer thing where oh, it's like we're taught yeah. it's summer and then at the very end it's autumn <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> i love that movie so much so that, but that's that's, that's pretty much it i mean i, I love it's funny I, I love looking at that you know in that sense and it really makes yeah. those three work for me the only, at this point in time, the only thing I would say I don't like about Halo 5 now, I hate how much the cutscenes fade to black. Other than that, I'm <laughs> no, that fine with, completely fine with the story. But that's that's it for me. Yeah, Nathan Fillion will be like, what are they doing? And then Locke just looks off into the distance, fade to black. And away <laughs> yeah. Come on! Um, yeah. yeah. But any, any last thoughts before I kind of go through the business and get us out of here, Halo guy? Uh, yeah, so... Man, I, I still feel like I have so much to say on the topic. I... I just want to kind of... We'll have you back it. again. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get you back on for sure. I, if I could just end it with... Um, I know there was some critiques with, with Halo Infinite, but to me, like you guys were just saying, like to me, Halo 4, 5, and Infinite is a complete story. It's a trilogy. It's a complete package. It wraps up the, the Chief's narrative, or at least some of the things we were dealing with in Halo 4. It wraps up Cortana's story. Um and now we get to like expand out into something else. A lot of these story threads that were loose are now tied up. And now we get to move on to, to bigger, better, better things. And I know a lot of people didn't like the fact that we were on Zeta Halo. And Zeta Halo could be a conversation in and of itself. Because um, it's been one of my 100. favorite topics to deep dive into over the past year since the release of the game. Because you have ancient humanity that was there on the ring. You have so much history. You had the flood that was there. There's so many things that went on on this ring. 
And a lot of people complain that when you got to Zeta Halo and Halo Infinite, you didn't see any of these things. Um, but to me, Halo Infinite is a Master Chief and a Cortana story. It is not a Zeta Halo story. A Zeta Halo story can get told in a different way, in a different game, or in a different book. Um, but the game, the game is not a story about Zeta Halo. It is a story about Master Chief um, dealing with loss, and it is a story about Cortana um, dealing with her actions and how she can atone for that, if you would, and and whatever I think it's way setting that, up a Zeta Halo story by it, the end. It comes exactly to me, it is setting up a Zeta Halo story, and so and that is the one thing that I'll kind of end on that I am most excited about. There are so many things about Zeta Halo that that I just want to know. Um, there's there's this thing called the monument that's on Zeta Halo, which is basically like a crystal data repository of like every single person that, that ever died on the ring. And so it's kind of like oh, this, wow. this limbo or I don't, I don't know if you want to call it like an afterlife or, or what, but like basically all the ancient humans and everybody that used to be there, like their essences are stored on Zeta Halo in this place called the monument. And, and to me, that's just like a really, really cool thing. And like literally a month or so ago, I discovered that, um, if you go to the level of the silent auditorium where the Harbinger boss fight is, if you look up, up on the roof, there's this like spinning circular thing. And that is the, like the exact same, um, I don't know what you want to call it artifact or whatever is the exact same thing that's holding the Didax, um, um, cryptum in halo four. What, what, what's actually suspending the Didax, um, mm-hmm. cryptum. And so you have something that's suspending the Didax cryptum in the air, and it's also in the silent auditorium, the same thing, and it has the same yellow hue and things like that. And I'm like, man, I'm 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 literally still discovering new things about this game a year later. I know there are so many Easter eggs in here um, that are call outs to like different parts of, of the universe. And I'm just excited for where this story is going. Zeta Halo is such a cool thing. Like honestly. Yeah. Um, that is one of the best things 343 could have ever done with the way Halo 5 ended in the legendary yeah. ending is put us back on a, on, a, on a Halo ring. And what better ring to put us on than, than Zeta Halo? Where the one with the richest history. Yes, exactly. And it's one of the original Halos or part of the, the one of the original Halo arrays. And then it kind of had to shrink itself because it went through a freaking moon. And it's like, <laughs> it's this insane story. And then... Um, but yeah, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. But it's just I'm no, excited you're about where it's going, um, yeah. and all the different lore aspects that we have to look forward to uh, to going forward. Uh, nothing but I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, I, I yeah, try. 100%. I I, uh, I try to keep. I try to be level headed and not just like act on my excitement. But despite doing that, we still get called chills and stuff. But like, if I was just acting on like my my impulsive excitement and enjoyment, like. My subjective enjoyment of Halo Infinite is like, it's like a 10, right? I beat it five. It's a 10 out of 10. I beat it five times. I want to play it now. I am refusing myself playing it now to play other games that I've never played. I've bought and not played, right? So like, I I love this experience. When I'm on Twitter saying how much I love Halo Infinite, it's not to try to sell. It's not to try to sell people something or or, or lie. I just genuinely am very happy about the place that it's come to. You know, Josh, you want to say anything before I? No, just here? I mean, I, no, I definitely agree with you guys, and I mean, I, I look forward to the future of whatever they want to do with this narrative. I love Zeta Halo. I loved traversing around on that. I so much so that I barely got in the Warthog. I mean, I did at times, but like 
I just well, wanted that grapple to, shot though. I mean, the grapple shot upgraded that didn't. I mean, I upgraded everything else, but I was like, that seems cool. Too bad I'm not going to use it because I'm using yeah. the grapple <laughs> shot. Um, but no, I mean, uh, just being able to traverse around it, take it in. I mean, and listening to it with headphones and just taking in the ambiance of it, I was like, oh my god! I was like, I can't believe I live to see the Halo level from Combat Evolved turned into a full game, basically. And it, you yeah. know, makes me makes me grateful. Yeah, that and it is just, something that you said very early on you wanted, Josh. Like, this yeah. is kind of the game, you Halo game you wanted. It time. is. And and I mean, it's just, I think Halo was always great when there's a sense of mystery behind the stories, you know, and the narratives. And I think it, it has that. It, it closes some doors, but it opens some others. And that just as a fan makes me uh, look forward to what's to come while also being really happy with, you know, where they took things concluded. Hey, and you know, I would, I would have loved other biomes too, but there's always the future and we've had plenty of games that had different biomes. Like, right. Like the, the, once again, the absence of a biome here doesn't mean, uh, that it's a horrible thing, right? Like the time we spent on Zeta Halo was in this area. I loved it. I enjoyed it. I'd love to look forward to a future where we have more, you know, I'd like to see an area of Zeta Halo that's covered in snow, but it's not something that I get caught up on. I will say this real quick. I know the biome thing, like it gets a lot of flag. Halo Infinite doesn't have a lot of biomes, but we do get to explore the underbelly of a, a Halo ring for the first time. Yeah. Uh, we get to walk Absolutely. all over, you know, the plains of it. There's marshes. Um, you get to explore cave systems. So, yes, like there is not um, biomes like Halo Combat Evolve, but like it isn't just the surface of the ring world there's there's different layers to it that we get to explore depth to it for sure yeah it it offers other things in place of of the because the thing let's be fair you know combat evolved it's like here's a little mission that's set in snow here's a little mission that's set on a desert now i know people are like well that's what i wanted for halo infinite i wanted a linear game that's just missions and if that whatever okay that's fair but halo infinite did something different and this is an open world concept. Like I'm not saying it's better objectively. I'm not saying it's not fair that you don't want something different. I'm just saying that we have those games. They're not going anywhere. What they gave us with Infinite was something different. You know, take it or leave it. I mean, that's kind of where I loved. I loved it, and I can still play those other Halos and and, and get the experience. And I, and that's that's not once again that's not to discount that I would have loved another biome in Halo Infinite. I'm just saying, despite loving that and, yeah. and wanting that, I it doesn't take away anything. The story does biomes differently is all and differently doesn't mean bad. It's just different. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you want, if you want the second mission of combat evolved expanded this big, you know, one of the prices to pay in this situation was that they weren't able to get more biomes. And, but, you know, I I feel like the game is very complete. You know, I, I also, we really got to get here, but I really hate when people (laughs) are just like, Halo Infinite, uh, you know, it, it, it just it ends as it gets started. I'm like, really? Because I feel like it started and had a beginning, middle, and end. It just depends on how you play it, though, because some people will beeline through it. I took all my time, and I literally did everything I could. Yeah. And I, by the time I got to the end of it, I couldn't wait for what was to come. I was, like, foaming at the mouth to get more answers to the questions it was leaving me with. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah. I was like, this felt like a complete experience. It, Absolutely. It took me 20 days to beat Halo Infinite, which might uh, sound I crazy. that for you. But... I oh, I, I believe- really really took my time and I looked at every single thing I could along the way, um, every and that was a hard twenty days because I went completely dark on social media um, and basically disconnected myself from the world for twenty days, which was kind of refreshing too. And so yeah. I because I wanted to play this game and just experience it for myself. I didn't want to experience it with anybody else because I know what happens when I experience things with people online. They tend to 
they influence your opinions one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, they put a damper on my spirits, and so I yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah. No, it is a good. No, and I, go ahead, Ryan. No, the funny thing is, you know, Josh and, and I, I, I give myself crap, and Josh gives me crap about I'm the guy who always likes to beeline through games and skip everything. I well, wasn't implying you, by the way. I wasn't. I no, wasn't no, but I was going to say I did. Uh, when I got Halo Infinite, I played it with the intent of beelining through it and skipping mm-hmm. most things. And for the first playthrough, I did skip a lot of the things, but I've played it five times, and every time I've played since, I've more or less 100%ed it because the way Halo Infinite structures its game play, and I just want to do it all, right? Yeah. Like, it's not... Some games have made it um, irritating for me to try to 100% it, but Halo's just like... Well, if you skip this, you're skipping this awesome giant base full of covenants and and uh, to fight or uh, banished to fight and marines to save and audio logs to gather and uh, it's just made it it's made me want to play through it all. But uh, dude, that, that was what was so fun about it, man. I'll just say this to get out because we since we crossed the year, you know, anniversary of it, <laughs> yeah. is that like I w- I'm sitting there and I'm traveling around on Zeta Halo. And I've got these weapons loaded up at this fob base I just captured, you know, and I'm like, okay, where am I going? And then, uh, you know, the weapons telling me we got to go to this one base or something like that. And I start to head over there, but then I start hearing that grunt tower go off and I'm like, oh, I got to yep. I got to check this out, yeah. you know, and then I go do that. And then suddenly I'm like, oh, I want to go check what's over here, you know, and I got something on the map telling me there's some kind of thing over here and I want to go check it out. And it just completely sidetracks me. And I'm like. Man, I get to live on this place, you know. And, and then yep. the weapons just telling me again. She's telling me we gotta, you know, go to the base. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on, we, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Hang on. I got all this other stuff I want to do. And then, you know, I'd get to another communications tower, and I'm like, you know, hmm, it's awfully close to a fob base. I think I want to go get <laughs> some get some marines and tackle this together, you know. And it was just it, it made the agency they gave you as a player was great because it took that 30 seconds of fun. Everything about infinite is taking that concept that was established in combat evolved in future games in terms of their story and the lore and just expanding that. And I'm forever grateful for that. I freaking love that game, dude. And it looks Wonderful beautiful. Game. Yeah. looks beautiful. We love big fans of Halo infinite here. <laughs> we yeah, love. I can't tell. <laughs> no. Go ahead, Halo guy. Let's see. Got one thing you want to say? Yes. We're, we're like, so, what more so no, 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 Don't apologize. Don't apologize. Uh, okay. I was just going to say real quick that, like, back to the the Halo Infinite being its own contained thing. So, like, the story of Halo Infinite takes place over the course of one day. Like, it is a day story, hmm. and so whenever you think about like what the writers must be going through, you have to uh, like centralize enough of the story. To where it makes logical sense that mm-hmm. every all these courses of events that are happening happens within one day, um, because like if you watch the official cutscenes of the story, like as you go through, like you'll actually see the skybox change as you go through different parts of it. Like the official like cutscenes, like the Harbinger cutscenes, like when you meet her for the first time is like at dusk or whatever. So you, it actually is. It's, it's the course of one day. And so when we talk about biomes and this big, gigantic, you know, expansive place, like it, it has to be expansive enough to be open world, but it also has to be self-contained enough to where it makes sense that it only takes place in one day. So the fact that you don't have like a bunch of snow or desert or anything else like that makes sense to me because like you're in one actual like tiny, tiny, tiny area of the ring, tiny enough that it makes sense that you could do all these things in a day. That's that's all I was going to say lore wise anyway. We need to rename Halo Infinite to like Master Chief Zeta Halo Holiday Adventure. Yeah. (laughs) Holiday special. Yeah. Okay, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed another episode of uh, Lore with 
This was a blast. Halo dude. Guy here. Damn. Um, if you want to follow Halo Guy on Twitter, he is at Halo Guy YouTube. Uh, you're just at Halo Guy on YouTube, correct? Yeah. So on Twitter, I am Halo Guy YouTube, and then on YouTube, I am just at Halo Guy. If you wanna, if you wanna send some love my way, do it. Yeah. If you guys are if you guys are lore fans, definitely uh, check up what. Uh, what Halo guy's talking about, whether it be primarily through his YouTube or even when he's, he just posts tweets that I think are really interesting sometimes. Cause his tweets aren't like, yo, desync's broken, bro. His, 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 <laughs> his, his are like, oh, well, here's this that. deep, here's this yeah. deep thing about this obscure lore thing. And then you just want to talk to him about it. So check him out. Uh, if you want to follow Josh, he is at Jedi Knight Joshy. If you want to follow me, I am at Brian's Bane. You can always follow the sacred icon account at sacred icon pod. If you want to show some love on Patreon, we are at patreon.com slash sacred icon. Come join the discord. Uh, Halo guys said the last episode We're we're a friendly community. We like to just uh, prop each other up and, and always respect each other's uh, different opinions and, and, and love Halo. So go check us out there. Uh, send us an email at sacred icon podcast at gmail.com, whether it be about Halo it can be about uh, Spider-Man for PS4. You can say whatever. We'll read it off. <laughs> uh, maybe you want to have a question for Halo Guy, and for some reason you want to ask us rather than him. I don't know why, but go ahead. Uh, it's all Anything. it's all uh, it's all okay. So, uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us thank on this guys. episode of the Sacred Icon Podcast. And as always, keep it sacred. <laughs>